frank conversation about our future. And the woman making investments in our tomorrows is doing it with her time, talents, and treasures. I've been running this for 14 years. Leah Manningham runs Girls of the World. The Bay Area program offers mentorship to dozens of young ladies. Leah finds them tutors, takes them on college tours, and shares her experiences. I was 16. That's when she became a mom. That alone is enough to grab her mentee's attention. And, in a way, I can relate. Let them know, you know, to just, just wait a little bit and just, you know, focus on your education. Focus on going to college or getting a job and worry about family and kids later. Leah, how young were you? I was 16. 16? Yes. Um, I, too, was a teen parent. Mm -hmm. And so uh, my, my oldest is finishing up her junior year in college and all that good stuff. And I know that at that age, you really don't even know what you don't know, right? Correct. You don't know. What was that like for you? It wasn't scary because of the, my family support. My mother and father was there for me. Uh, my my daughter grandparents was there. I had a, a phenomenal support. However, it was like I went from a child to an adult instantly. And I just could give her the only thing that I had, you know, the love that I had. And being a, a young lady myself, I didn't have much to give her because I had no experience. So it was hard. And just now, I'm 45, and just yesterday I was just thinking, you know, taking my girls on college tours. I was there for my kids, however, not how I am now because of the wisdom and the knowledge that I have compared to being a teen mom. And all you can give is all you have. That's it, yep. Right. I've recognized that the moment that I start writing down this vision of giving back to girls, it just made me realize, you know, being, I was a kid, you know, and just, you know, just writing the steps in the process of my program, I, I recognize it right away. Like you can only do but so much as a child because you have a life ahead of you that you have no clue what you're going to go through. What did it mean for you to see the support and feel the support around you? It meant a lot. Without them, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at right now. So with that support group that I had, it allowed me to be a mom, to still continue my education, get my high school diploma, go to college, um, go to trade school. Um, but if I didn't have that support, I don't know where I would be. I, I feel the same, you know. Um, and then you realize some of the lessons you may have missed along the way. I presume it's safe to say that you want to make sure that the young ladies you mentor know that they have unconditional love surrounding them. Correct. Yep. Is that what drives you? Yes. What drives me is just to see my young ladies come in here, learn the skills, you know, um, and I tell them, I said, I've been through a lot. I've, I've, I have a lot of experience. So these are the things that I've been through. However, you cannot go down the same path by doing these things. And to see them take that in and go out into this world and come back it, it, I mean, it's just unexplainable, unexplainable. Leah says right now through conversations, this is what's troubling young girls. Right now what's facing them is identity. Um, they don't know who they are. There's so much that's going on in this world. Trust is, is you know, they struggle with trust. Um, 
and just drugs, you know, drugs, boys, um, they're faced with a lot more than what we were faced with as kids. And always a boy. Yep, always a boy. <laughs> so we have a lot of those talks. <laughs> she says kids are faced with vape pens and the threat of fentanyl. Just days ago, we aired a story about the deadly drug, and here's part of what I shared on air. According to fentanylawarenessday.org, the drug is involved in more deaths of Americans under 50 than any cause of death, including heart disease, cancer, homicide, and suicide. I tell them, I said, none of us are per perfect. We all are faced and challenged with different things. However, it's how we respond, and I just, sometimes I have to bite my lip and put myself in their shoes because I was their age, you know, one time. And just what would I tell my younger self if I was in their shoes? Or what would your younger self say to you? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say because I've worked with every type of young lady, what I would not do is, and I always started from the beginning, not be their friend. You know, there's, they, they look at me as their my, their role model, their mentor, but they respect me to where when I'm correcting or redirecting, they're not taking it to where they're shutting down as to if mom or dad was to redirect them on something. So I would just say, for me, I just keep creating things for them, you know, opportunities and programs for them to be successful. You ever take a step back and look at the progress you've made over time? Yes. And when you see yourself in that picture, what do you see? Who do you see? I see not the young lady, the teen mom who I was years, 30 years ago. I see me being a woman that has changed uh, a lot of young ladies, um, helped them become very successful. Like, yeah. Yeah. And you, you light up when you say that. Who yes. helped you, aside from your, your, your folks? The community. Yeah. Besides my parents, the community was always there. My track coach, um, he was like a second dad to me. Yeah. My baseball coach. I was the only girl on the baseball team <laughs> with my brothers. Wow. Yeah. I played baseball, started from t-ball. So it was always my, my parents, my family, and my coaches. So you're always out here changing things. Always, yeah. <laughs> Something else she's changing, how young ladies see themselves. Girls like Jamira Lewis. I've learned to like, to like love like who I am. I'm lucky for her to be my grandma. And how proud are you? I'm very proud. Why? Because I love that her dream is coming true and I like to see her happy every day and getting all these opportunities that she's ever wanted. What do the young ladies have to say about her? Um, they think she's, they think she's like very nice and that it's like very cool to help girls. Like, it's like cool for like what she does. There are some non-negotiables for Leah, regardless of the times. That phone? can destroy a lot. I said, it's just time wasted just scrolling. For what? You can read a book. You can create stuff. Like once a week, my kids, they have to be creative. They can either be do something with art, 
poetry, drawing. Um, I have plenty of arts and craft things, but that's what they do once a week. And then they have to educate themselves on something that they didn't learn in school. So the first thing, um, they sign a code of conduct form. And the first thing they do when they come in this office, there's a green basket at the door. Their job is to cut their phones on ring and put their cell phones in the basket. There's no social media in this office, no cell phones at all. Um, at first, before Amazon donated the tablets, you know, we, I would allow them to do their research whenever we're doing a class on their cell phones. But now we have our tablets. They, there's no cell phones in this building at all. Um, I had a young lady come and talk to them about the, the dangers of social media. <laughs> you know, the dangers of social media, you know, and, and she did the good and the bad. And I said, okay, young lady, so I teach them how to be junior entrepreneurs, how to start their own business for those who are not college material or, or don't plan on going to college. But I told them, I said, if you're not working on your business plan, there's no need to be on social media. I mean, she showed us how we could take a picture today in this place and you could send it and you scroll the picture up and it show where you were at. The location, it gives you the map and what time you were here and everything. So it's kind of like we put a little fear in them, you know, and let them know that it's more out here than just this social media and this phones. You know, like I tell them, I say entertainment. I said, ladies, that's just for show. That's just to entertain you all. But once that camera go off, these are regular people, you know, all the makeup and all the glam, it's gone. Yeah. You know, and they have to deal with whatever it is they have to go through in life. So self-esteem is a, is a big thing that we do here. We constantly tell them, like, you're beautiful no matter how thick your hair is, how curly or straight it is, how big or small. You're beautiful because that's how you were designed. Be okay with it and be okay with who you are. So I, 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 I reaffirm them that all the time. And we do affirmations here. What are some of the affirmations? Like if I were sitting in your class, what would you have me repeat right now? Um, I am who I am because that's who God created me to be. It sounds like you had to reckon with that at one point as mm -hmm. well. Yes. 14 years and counting. And Leah says she's been doing this long enough now that some of her mentees are in college, but they come back to help. She loves doing college tours to show girls who they can become, but she needs a better form of transportation. So Leah is hoping to get a van to make those trips. And she's hoping you'll help her get it. So do this. Check out her website, girlsoftheworldinc.com, and connect with her. And remember this. We do these conversations bi-weekly, so check out previous episodes. And until next time, have a good one.